Hello, and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, the podcast that takes our favorite properties and reboots them before Hollywood has the chance to. It's a bit like brainstorming fanfiction. I'm Lindsay, and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Tanner, they, them, and Lindsay, I have completely forgotten what hint you left us with last week, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last week's hint basically amounts to, uh, we are making the Dukes of Hazards, uh, more left-wing and gayer. Right, right. And doing research for the Dukes of Hazards, I realize it's a very episodic, not a lot of plot, proto-letter Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) Dukes of Hazard doesn't necessarily need a myth arc. Yeah. But, like, if we're going to be setting it in the modern day, unlike the movie, which was fucking terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I did do some research into some interesting stuff that we could pull from and reinterpretations of two particular characters that I think are rather important. Anyway, for those of you who don't know, who somehow don't know what the Dukes of Hazzard are. I I barely know anything about the Dukes of Hazzard. Okay, yeah, you know what? Scratch that, reverse that. It's probably a very generational thing. Your parents will know about it, kids. Also, especially think think about our audience, Lindsay. Yes, that's true. <laughs> the Dukes of Hazard is an American action comedy television series that aired on CBS from January 26, 1979 to February 8, 1985. It had 147 episodes spanning seven seasons. It was one of the top-rated television shows of the 1970s, second only to Dallas. Okay? Oh, dang. Yeah. Um, it's about two male cousins named Bo and Luke Duke who live in rural, in rural Georgia and are on probation for moonshine running. Uh, they basically, the young men and their friends and their female cousin Daisy Duke and other family, such as the patriarch Uncle Jesse, have various escapades as they evade the corrupt... Law officers, Boss Hogg, and Sheriff Roscoe P. Coltrane. The men drive a customized 1969 Dodge Charger. We all know what that one's called, which became the emblem of, of the show. I don't know what their Dodge Charger is called. The General Lee. Okay. Yeah, that's we're gonna be given. We're gonna be given the Dodge Charger a, cha- a name change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I picked out a good one. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, what I didn't know prior to proposing this adaptation was that the series was inspired by the 1975 film Moonrunners about a bootlegger family that was also created by Guy Walden, who was the creator of the Dukes of Hazard, and had many identical or similar characters named and names and concepts. Um. And the show was the basis of the of a film by the same name in 2007, which had uh, Willie Nelson as Uncle Jesse. Oh, okay. Yeah. So See, I remember that there was a 2007 movie. Yeah. I think it had Jessica Simpson in it. I th- yeah. That sounds right. Jessica Simpson was Daisy Duke. I think Sean William Scott was one of the boys. Mm-hmm. All I remember was the terrible cover of These Boots Are Made For Walking. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, Hang on, oh no, it was 2005. Yeah. Back when, I think that was the movie that made Trucker Hats really popular again. Probably. This this was probably very popular in exactly the places in the States you'd expect it to be popular. Yep. 
and it starred Johnny Knoxville as Luke and Sean William Scott as Bo. And yes, Jessica Simpson was Daisy. Burt Reynolds was Boss Hogg. And MC Ganey was Coltrane. And I've never seen this man before, so. Um, and then the 2007 had a direct-to-video prequel. Oh, God. Just. Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, Willie Nelson was Uncle Jesse again. Yeah. And that was it. I don't know any of these people. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, this entire idea is because one of our friends... I think it was Cassidy who DM'd us. Yes. Cassidy got in contact with us. Yes, Cassidy got in contact with us. And their proposal was... Uh, them Duke boys are at it again, leading the police on a wild goose chase and distracting them from the ongoing protests or whatever. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Which it does get like back to the roots of just redneckery itself, where the yes. whole point of it was make life hell for the cops so that the actual protests and strikers and all that could be successful. Mm-hmm. Which is basically what we're doing. So my my one question is tone. How dark comedy do we want to go here? Does it even have to be a dark comedy? Well, what I'm proposing is that maybe Boss Hogg and Roscoe P. Coltrane are more villainous than they were in the TV series. But they can... <laughs> We, we can demonstrate that the police force are bumbling idiots as an inherent with the police itself um, without having to, like, delve into police brutality. Okay, so how about Coltrane is definitely a bumbling idiot who's only got the job because nobody else wants it. Yeah. And then, or, or nepotism. Or nepotism. Maybe both. <laughs> Why not both? Okay, <laughs> Dallas does. And as for Boss Hogg, so something I learned about is that there is a thing called the Dixie Mafia. Like, an actual criminal underworld, like the Mafia, that's been operating in the American Southeast since, like, the late 60s, early 70s. And I'm like, Boss Hog would totally be plugged into that at some level. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm thinking with the Duke boys is that instead of being on probation, they actually just got out of prison. They have done time. Okay. Yeah, which means that because of a lot of stupid laws regarding, not even laws, it's just like habits that people have where you can be disqualified from getting a job if you have a criminal record, regardless of whether or not you've totally shaped up. Not even shaped up, it's just like, you went to prison for something and you don't want to go back to prison. Yeah. Yeah, but... One of the best ways to avoid going back to prison is having a steady job with steady pay. Doesn't have to be great pay, but it's just steady. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of convicts are barred from jobs because you have to get a criminal background check, and of course, that prejudices a lot of employers from hiring people. Exactly, regardless of what the actual criminal background check brings up, like yeah. even if it's just something really petty, like a petty robbery or traffic violations or drug possession and they're convinced that you're gonna like use the job as a scheme to completely rob the place and now in some jurisdictions certain stigmas have been lifted like i know in california um the prisoners who have been trained as firefighters because of the wildfires that are becoming the norm now yeah they can now be hired by 
um, various fire departments once they get out because they're like, yeah, we just need these people, please. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, it's, yeah, lifting a legal stigma, sure, but not necessarily the personal stigma. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, anyway, there's all... Basically, uh, there should be no more prisons. We should find a better way to deal with peoples and crimes and rules of society. Exactly. So, anyway... What I'm saying is that, unfortunately, because they do have an actual criminal background, Bo and Luke Duke kind of do have to resort to moonshining to make money. Yeah, we would have to show that the moonshining isn't necessarily something shameful to do. It's just... Like, it's honestly just part of the culture anyway, so... It's, it's part of the culture. It's honest work. The only reason it's illegal is because They don't have the permits illegal. or something. It's illegal because so many things are illegal just because they're illegal. There's no actual moral quandary about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, it could be illegal, but like, Hazard County is a wet county. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not even like in one of those. Oh, I I forget which whiskey company it is, but they operate in a Kentucky county that's a dry county. Huh. Yeah, It it's weird. Also, just to go back to the idea of the cops being bumbling idiots who nevertheless are still going to use the bureaucracy to get their way. It could only be illegal on technicality, the Duke's moonshine. Yeah. And so the cops are using that as an excuse to just burn down whatever. Yep, just constantly stop and search. Well, we know what you bo- you Luke- you Duke boys are up to. <laughs> you Luke boys and you Duke boys. <laughs> well, fuck, one is named Luke Duke. Yeah, how many jokes were in there about him being Luke Duke? I don't know, but there should be jokes about him being Luke Duke. I loved in Star Wars when they introduced the character Count Luke Duke. (laughs) (laughs) And as for Daisy, aside from being the eye candy, because she is honestly the precursor to Katie from Letterkenny. Oh, extremely. (laughs) Yeah. Wish you put some clothes on, Katie. Not my forte. (laughs) Yeah. I want Daisy to own and operate a a garage. Nice. Yes. Because I am bringing in a little bit of the the je ne sais quoi, the Fast and Furious series, because I feel like they would. (laughs) This is a series where there's a lot of car chases and a lot of cars get smashed. Yeah. (laughs) So I feel... I feel like instead of making this a dark comedy, I feel like we would actually lean heavier on the action side of things. Yeah. (laughs) It's just everybody is speaking with thick Georgia accents. (laughs) And it's goofy as fuck. The Dukes and the Furious. Yeah. I mean, what is the Dukes of Hazard episode without the car at least making one physically improbable jump over something? It's like, imagine an entire TV show that's just Blues Brothers car chases. Yes. <laughs> so this might turn out to be a fairly short episode, and like the gay stuff is mostly like... <laughs> I don't know. Don't forget, it's gay! <laughs> <laughs> well, here's something about the South that a lot of people don't realize. There's a lot of like really neat little... Um, like, first off, a lot more people are a lot more left-leaning than you'd think. Yeah. It's just they're also so disenfranchised yeah. that they're not able to organize that and galvanize that into something that can put the proper representation into politics. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to fix that. And a lot of caring about the self. Like, yeah. that's that's the thing. And 
to slightly derail this slightly, <laughs> but I have I, I want to smack in the face the people who say we shouldn't be helping Palestine because homosexuality and queerness is criminalized in Palestine, to which I say maybe they'd be able to find the time to work on that and move forward on that if they were not constantly being bombed by Israel. And that is the same thing going on in the American South, where maybe people would find time to establish better footholds for queer people and better footholds for people of color if they were not constantly under threat of being like imprisoned or just straight out murdered by the government and law enforcement. Yes. And at least within larger metropolitan areas, things are drastically changing. Yes, but but again, that's that's the metropolitan yeah, thing. That's like, the every, metropolitan everyone... areas, but maybe it will spread too. Yeah, that, that that is the hope, but it is a problem that, and this isn't just an American thing. This happens plain in Canada too. Yeah. That the rural areas are constantly written off by a lot of yeah. liberal people because it's just the assumption, oh, like, oh, oh, it's Christ, the town. The, my entire gripe with our NDP, so the NDP here in Canada is like our uh, Social Democratic Party, in. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, they used to be a very rural-focused party. They used up until the fifties, I think, they were known as the uh, Cooperative Commonwealth Federation, and they were like they were basically founded in Alberta. They had what was called the Regina Manifesto, which was this extremely left-wing like (laughs) manifesto saying, "Hey, our goal is to like end capitalism." Yeehaw! Now they um. After World War Two, they uh, softened that to, we just want, you know, to nationalize a bunch of stuff and have a welfare state. We're totally not going to go communist because Canada also had a bit of a red scare. Um, oh, naturally. Yeah. Canada, for a lot of its life, has just been diet America. We're not special. Yeah, yeah like, a lot of left-wing movements were found in... in the prairies, especially in the 1930s, because we got fucked over by the Great Depression... But then there was a bit of a rebranding and a larger focus on metropolitan areas because that's where a lot of factory jobs were uh, for a long time. So there was a greater focus on that. And basically it came to the detriment of the rural population because there's a lot of people out here who would be all for um, agrarian socialism, really. Yeah. See, the... The, the problem is, like, especially what happens with rural communities, is that they are ignored by the major politicians. And it is especially, the, the again, the liberal ones, because it's the assumption that they're all hick towns and, like, people who don't actually care about social change. Regardless of, like, how many people are there actually, yes, like, like just like you said, would love the social change. And then what happens is that the right-leaning parties swoop in and say, we care about you. And we all know that they don't actually care about them. Yeah. But the fact that they are saying, we care about you, as opposed to the, the liberals who are saying, you are a danger to society, that means that's why a lot of them side with the right-wing parties, even if they would, like, know that it's not in their best interest, if only, like, they had access to that information, and quite often that information is kept from them. Yeah. And there's a lot also to be said about, you know, the lack of access to just the points where you can get that information, like, goddamn, our fiber system is fucking awful. Yes. Internet access is... (laughs) This is a lot of us talking about rural politics, but it's super important because goddamn it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've never lived in a super rural area, so all I know is just me saying things I've heard secondhand from other people who do. But, like, but also, like, we live in a prairie city. We do live in a prairie city. 
Yeah, like I could walk 10 minutes from my apartment and I am in the middle of a canola field. Yeah, it's like Regina's a a city, but only technically. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of like, it's kind of like how, um, (laughs) it's like how in Pokemon, the first two generations, something was only a city if there was a gym there. So it would be like one of those early generations where it's two houses and a gym, but that makes it a city. (laughs) Even if it's right in the middle of the woods. (laughs) Yeah. We only qualify as a city because we have Mosaic Stadium. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So anyway, in this case, I was looking up mostly counties in like the northeast corner of Georgia, because apparently Hazard County is not that far from Atlanta. So I like I was mostly looking for stuff that we could possibly use for plots, either for episodes or for like longer story arcs and. I learned that the textile industry is kind of a thing in Georgia. Okay. So maybe one of the things that's a bit of a through line for a season is uh, the local textile factories are trying to unionize. Because, yeah, why not? Maybe there has, like, the southeast of the U.S. doesn't have that strong of a union history like the northeast or the Pacific Coast has. Hmm. Or West Virginia with the mining industry, but... Maybe, like, here they're finally like, you know what, fuck it, we need a union. Boss Hogg has got us over a barrel. Yeah. And that's where the Duke brothers could help, because, I don't know, maybe the factories go on a wildcat strike. Hmm. Again, we need a distraction. Also, we need someone to deliver, like, maybe one of the things is to, like, make sure that they have food and water for however long they're going to be. And also, the the Dukes are good at fighting, so maybe... Yeah, you gotta get into a bit of fisticuffs every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Again, this is gonna be short because this is like a slightly more. Wait, no, Letterkenny can get pretty political. Like they beat up those neo Nazis that one time. Yeah, well, and that's what I was saying is that Letterkenny gets political. I don't know if Letterkenny has ever gotten into like police stuff, which the Dukes would be dealing with directly. But oh yeah, mm-hmm. Letterkenny had a whole episode about them chasing the the right wings out of the hard right Jay and his neo Nazis <laughs> out of t- the town out of the whole like area of the province as far as i can tell yeah (laughs) so maybe at the end of the season the dukes are able to get the neo-nazis out of their community (laughs) because you know you're gonna there's gonna be some shitty rich teenager who's trying to get something started so let's see we can maybe we do maybe we do introduce the myth arcs or at least season one myth arcs where it's just various different big bads like obviously boss hog and coltrane are gonna be like the overarching ones for the whole thing yeah but like one season can be specifically about a factory strike and like yeah. that's kind of always happening in the background regardless of what the episodes like the all the episodes are different a plots and the b plot is always the factory strike yeah and then like the next season can be like the the neos coming in yeah and the third season could be gentrification and like some rich kid decides, oh my, I I came here with just a dream and ten million dollars from my daddy, and I'm gonna turn this entire town into a hotel. <laughs> there could be another thing about, you know, a, a storm that comes through the, comes through the county. Cause um, yeah, hurricanes affect the region. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. First episode is like prepping the storm hits and then it's like the the aftermath which sounds like it's going to be serious but honestly we're going to try and take try to take a somewhat more like this is still an action series 
basically. Mm-hmm. Someone's one of them is going to be trying to outdrive a tornado, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is going to be joining the local storm chasers. Oh, we can have a crossover with my Twister sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I really ran out of steam on this idea. <laughs> Listen. We know our audience. We know that you all know the basic tenets of leftism and like being better to the people yeah. in the south. This is an Antifa action series. <laughs> exactly. Although you you did tell me that their county in Georgia, I, I did remember this from last week now, that you told me the county that it said in Georgia uh, sided with the Union rather than the South during the Civil or War. Or a bunch of northern counties were against secession, but it's a lot more complicated than that. Like, the whole thing with the Civil War, especially, like, there was a class element amongst the white population, but, like, it's super complicated, super heavy. Nobody looks good. Okay. Because, like, while the counties might have been against secession, it doesn't mean that they didn't field um, militias for the Confederacy. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Now, something that we do need to address is the Dodge Charger and yes. its name. I have decided to rename the Dodge Charger. It is no longer going to be the General Lee. It will not have Correct. the Confederate flag on top. In fact, it might Good. have something like the... I don't know, maybe the flag that the American International Brigade used when they went to Spain to fight uh, Franco's forces during the Spanish Civil War. Okay. Because I'm going to name it the John Brown. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know... I don't know. John Brown was a militant abolitionist. Okay. Pre-Civil War... He was born May 9th, 1800, and died December 2nd, 1859. He was a religious man. He believed he was an instrument of God, raised up to strike the death blow to American slavery, a sacred obligation. <laughs> uh, Hell Brown, yeah. He, he had a mission from God. <laughs> uh, Brown felt that violence was necessary to end American slavery since peaceful efforts had failed. Brown said repeatedly that in working to free the enslaved, he was following the golden rule, as well as the most famous sentence in the U.S. Declaration of Independence, all men are created equal. He's most famous for leading a raid in October of 1859 on the Federal Armory at Harpers Ferry, Virginia, which is now in West Virginia, Mm -hmm. intending to start a slave liberation movement that would spread south. He had prepared a provisional constitution for the revised slavery-free United States he hoped to bring about. Uh, He seized the armory, but several people were killed and 10 more were injured. And, uh, yeah, it didn't end well, but he was a badass, and dear god, his daguerreotypes are fucking terrifying. (laughs) This is a man you do not want to cross. Yeah. (laughs) If there was a person who I could describe as having a face of granite, it would be John Brown. Hell yeah. So, yeah, we're naming the Dodge Charger after after John Brown, and- you're going to be wondering how this how does this car survive all of the chases and the smashings 
it somehow makes it through. Probably better than that Camaro and that one season of Canada's Worst Driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just had a thought that like the series could open. Well, it opened with them getting out of jail, and then they they get like the their car out of. Like, they have to get a new car. Yeah. Because whatever, their previous car was obliterated with whatever stunt they were pulling. Yeah. And so they have to get a new car, and the only one they can afford is the General Lee. And so, like, part of the first episode is dedicating to them, like, repainting it and refurbishing it. So, like, there can be a shot of them explicitly spraying off or spraying over the Confederate flag and then painting a better thing on top of it. Yeah. And redubbing it the John Brown. Yes. Yeah, I had to really think about who I wanted to name the Dodge Charger after because I was thinking maybe Huey Long, but no, Huey Long is also a really controversial figure. Ah. Uh, yeah. I won't go into Huey Long. It's too complicated. <laughs> it's too complicated. Um, I have a question because I am on the Duke's page. Um, yeah. do we want to do we want to send him to NASCAR? <laughs> yes. <laughs> do we want a Koi and Vance season? <laughs> why not we can get some country stars on here too probably oh are we gonna do the celebrity speed trap uh i don't know whatever the celebrity feels like (laughs) well because yeah so apparently another thing they had was um in universe the law enforcement would create a speed trap so that they could force a country star traveling through to sing them a song to get out of a ticket yeah um, I, th- I think rather than doing something like that, because that is also messed up, is just have a celebrity come through and the, a, 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 um, an Antifa celebrity. Yeah. And then the Duke's like, hey, celebrity of the week, would you like to help us with our scheme? And they're like, yes, I will sing a country song to distract the cops. Yes. <laughs> While you slash all their tires. Also, we are totally bringing attention to this problem. Here we go. Yes. Because... Yes, we live in the modern day. We have cell phones with cameras on them. Yep. Truly, this is just... This is, this is an action comedy edutainment show. Yes. <laughs> Gonna teach some kids how to make moonshine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Along with leftist politics. <laughs> oh, well, maybe we'll in prison by. one of the boys had read, like, Karl Marx and Proudhon. And actually knew what they were talking about when it came to theory. <laughs> oh my god, one of their side things is that they're going to start a YouTube page where it's two rednecks explaining, like, Marxist theory. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that's not what Letterkenny is at this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe something will do. Maybe. <laughs> um, you said there would be gay. Yes. So... I'm not entirely sure who, but I feel like Daisy should be a lesbian. Nice. I was even going to say, what if, what if someone on the show was trans? Ooh, yes. Maybe Uncle Jesse? Oh, yes. I do like that. Yes. Have, have our trans elders. Yes. We need trans elders. I mean, we have trans elders. We just need to listen to them and yes. like highlight them. And also have them on, on shows, mm-hmm. both real and fictional. Because most trans narratives focus on young people, and yes, that's when most of the transitioning happens, but hey, look what you can grow into. Exactly. The, 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 the possibility of growth in itself is inspiring. Mm-hmm. When, when you get all the statistics saying what the life expectancy is, it's very powerful to have someone who says, no, I'm 70 years old, actually. Yes. And like another thing is that maybe... So... In most counties, like, you'd have, like, your main town and a couple of smaller towns. Like, maybe there is a little LGBTQ enclave within 
within the county. Secret gay village. <laughs> I'm not going full gay elves, but like, this is the place <laughs> where you can guarantee to find like your vegan food. <laughs> Even just the gluten free stuff. Mm hmm. Frickin'. <laughs> Frickin' Boss Hog complaining about the liberals trying to open a gluten-free bakery in Hazard. <laughs> one of the one of the dukes is like, but Boss Hog, aren't you celiac? And he's like, so? That doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, I just deal Boss with it like a normal person. Tanner, how many friends do we have who have allergies who are like, yeah, I'm totally gonna eat what I'm allergic to just cause. <laughs> so that's the thing. I have I have an aunt and a cousin and a few other people who are celiac, but I've I've never understood whether it's an allergy like you'll die or just a lactose where you just power through it. Yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> Email us if you have celiac and explain how it works, because all I know is no gluten. Yeah. Like we do have a friend who is pretty much allergic to everything but once in a while he will eat peanut butter just because he likes peanut butter <laughs> we love you bud <laughs> um also another thing i was thinking what if daisy was black ooh yes and they're all cousins anyway so exactly which brings into question what happened to their parents? <laughs> um, How about we don't answer the question? <laughs> yeah, we could either not answer the question. We could even leave it vague whether they're even related at all or if they're just this weird found family unit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably for the best. <laughs> Someone could say, hey, what happened to all y'all's parents? Oh, you know. I don't know. Nah, but you know. No, I really don't know. Uh, hey, look, there's a raccoon playing a banjo. <laughs> look, it's deer hunting season. Could you please pay attention to where you're pointing that gun? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like in Fairly Odd Parents, where the truck drives by whenever the parents say their names, but instead it's like, what happened to your parents? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, yeah, so, short episode, I don't have much more other than, let's make this gay, let's have explosions. <laughs> I want fucking pyrotechnics in this. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, based on the, 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 um, the action we're desiring and the thinness of the plot, I feel like rather these would work better as, like, a series of movies. Actually, yeah. Instead of a full TV show? Maybe, like, maybe they'd be TV movies, but... Yeah, honestly. So the first one is probably unionizing the factories. Yeah. Which is probably one of the main sources of income for the county in general. Um, the second movie, maybe. Oh, there's a local election and Boss Hog is doing some shady shit. So part of it is like making sure to keep the polls open. Yeah. People can vote, getting people registered. The boys show up with a whole lot of pizza and water. Exactly. Um, I don't know, something, 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 let's steal for, while everybody is at NASCAR, why don't we, like, ape that one movie that had Daniel Craig in it and we steal a whole bunch of money for whatever. I don't know which movie that was. Oh, fuck, it had- I didn't know, I only know two Daniel Craig movies, the Bond ones and Knives Out. Oh, because Adam Driver was in it, too. 
This is all new information to me. Logan Lucky. Okay. It had Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Riley Ke- Riley Keough, Daniel Craig, Seth MacFarlane, Katie Holmes, Hilary Swank, Catherine Watterson, and Sebastian Stan. <laughs> it's a heist comedy uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh. Okay. Yeah, we can take a page out of that. What if, oh, so so we can have Coy and Vance be the NASCAR cousins instead, and then they're doing that while the brothers are robbing someone. Yeah. <laughs> because NASCAR. At least my mom took me to NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, one movie about chasing the skinheads out, and one movie about the gentrification. Mm-hmm. How much serial escalation we're going to do? I don't know. I feel like, actually, no, I feel like the election one you mentioned, that would be the last one. Maybe not yeah. the last one. Actually, no, I feel like a lot of this could be in any order, but I, um, what, just going back to the election one, that one could also, again, highlight this, the, the that neoliberal idea of let's abandon the South, where it's like, that's not how you fix things. Yes. Yeah, so a bit more grounded than, say, Fast and the Furious, which started out as just like, a heist movie. Listen, the Dukes, the Duke boys can still steal DVD players. Yeah. <laughs> We're just not sending them to space. Because <laughs> we all know where, <laughs> what's going to happen next with Fast and the Furious. They've already got superhumans. Yeah. I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Han is a clone. They cloned Han. <laughs> So, yeah, we got, say, four or five movies? Yeah. Summer blockbusters, a lot of big kaboom. Exactly. (laughs) Came for the Daisy Dukes, left, radicalized. Yes, of course. (laughs) And yes, Daisy's going to be showing up in in her Daisy Dukes. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and so will her girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> will one of the Loop Boys try on some Daisy Dukes himself? <laughs> one's gotta. One's, one's just gotta. So, yeah. That is about it. Sorry for that. For an extremely short episode. Wait, wait. I have one more idea. I have one more idea. I have one more idea. Okay. What if, Coy and, what if, what if we gender flip Coy and Vance? Okay. But they're still the NASCAR cousins. <laughs> they're still the NASCAR cousins. But yeah, Coy and Vance are ladies now. Yes. How are they related to the Dukes? Don't know. <laughs> Collective shrug. <laughs> Will we ever see their parents? Fuck no. <laughs> Shocking reveal at the end of one of the movies that Uncle Jesse is actually one of their uncles. Yes. But we still don't actually say who. <laughs> It's a mystery. <laughs> I don't know anything else about this, I think. No, no. I th- think we ran out of gas on this one. Unfortunately, we burnt out all the gas and put all the gravel into the ditch, much like my father did. <laughs> oh, yes. I Talking about the Dukes of Hazard, I should always bring up a story about my dad and my uncle. Play us out, Lindsay. We're the Dukes of Killarney, Manitoba. <laughs> they did leave cops on police on chases. <laughs> Good. Um, 
the local RCMP had a running pot on like how long it would take one of my cousins to flip a new car. <laughs> my dad flipped several trucks. I don't know how he survived because this is back in the 70s when seatbelts were an option and they cared more about the structural integrity of the vehicle as opposed to you flying out through the windshield. Oh boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, what else had happened? So apparently my dad was a bit of a like to do some drifting on the grid roads and one day uh, his uncle, so my great uncle, had to take him aside and be like, Donald, do you know how much the RM pays to put in that gravel that you keep leaving in the ditch? <laughs> All right, but I think if that's it, then we're going to pull up in our John Brown, do some donuts in the police parking lot, and lead them on a wild goose chase so that they can shut down the friendship promo. Welcome to RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast, where we take a randomly generated prompt and come up with an idea in 45 minutes or less. I'm Cassidy, and my pronouns are she and they. And I'm Crash, my pronouns are they, them. Crash, if I asked you what a fishing horror game would be, what would you tell me? I would tell you about Neverglades, a survival horror game set in a sinking research lab in the Florida Everglades, where you have to fish for food and to recover various scientific equipment. Cassidy, what would you do with the simple prompt of dance well i would probably come up with just adventure a just dance experience a motion controlled dancing rpg where you have to stop mr underworld wide from removing music and rhythm from the world and you can get more great ideas like that by following us at rnggcast on twitter or wherever you grab podcasts good luck have fun oh i did actually think of one more thing if it were to be a tv series that probably still have to be short TV seasons because I feel like this is the show that would be advertised with the tagline guaranteed car explosion in every episode. Yes. <laughs> and we'd have to budget for that. <laughs> it, it would be like in Hawaii Five-0 when they're advertising for the next episode and there's always something blowing up. <laughs> get that, we'll get that CBS money. Yes. CBS will be so happy to be hearing the Dukes again, they won't realize it's anti-copaganda until it's win seven Emmys. Yes! <laughs> hey, it's on our, like, I don't know, somehow it becomes popular during, like, a bad airing time. And they're like, thank <laughs> fucking Christ, it's making money. <laughs> yep. It's a Friday night hit. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Anyways, um, Lindsay, where can you be found on the internet? I can be found on Twitter at lindsaym476. That's Lindsay spelled with an A, and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. Tanner, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and Instagram at SparkyUpstart. You can also find this very podcast on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those are the letters for Not If I Reboot You First, and they sound like a banjo. You can also email us at notifireboot at gmail.com, where you can send us your comments, critiques, criticisms, and your favorite chasing from a movie that's also where you can send us a friendship promo be it an audio clip or just a proof for us to read either way we'll put a free ad for your podcast or youtube or even your deviantart not if i reboot you first as a member of the corner podcast network and you can talk more about the show or others on the network via our corner podcast discord 
Our cover art, as always, is by Alex aka Pachu, and her work can be found on ptchew.com. And our theme music is done by our friend Sean Clake, and you can contact us to find out how to contact him if you like music of his own for your own. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 4 territory, the traditional territory of the Cree, Ensultal, Assiniboine, and Métis. Last but not least, don't forget that you can buy this episode yourself. That's right, it's not an NFT, it is just your name on a spreadsheet. But for a $5 donation to the North Central Family Center, link in description, we will declare that you are the owner of this podcast episode, or any episode you so desire. So, Tanner. So, Lindsay. What are we doing next week? Well, next week, we are going even further back in time from the Dukes. Oh! <laughs> yeah, we're going to tell the story of a man named Brady who was busy with three boys of his own, and his four men living together, and also he's gay. <laughs> so we will form the Brady Bunch next week. <laughs> I did not gotta hide it, it's an obvious hint. Yeah. <laughs> next week is the Brady Bunch, but not if we repeat you first. Bye.